the comparison in our industry, and I've heard this like over and over, and even from like some pretty prominent like sources of information mm -hmm. um, in our mm -hmm. space, they've made the attempt to try to pull things from the financial crisis uh, for our industry. And, and a lot of them have said like, you know, oh, we grew during that time, we grew during that recession, we'll grow during this recession. And though I think after we get past this like lockdown, maybe that makes sense. But like right now, like especially in the sports nutrition space, like a lot of the categories, like would you spend 30 bucks on a intra workout product right, or, right. you know, 40 bucks on a pre-workout product when you can't go to the gym? You can't, right, go to the, right, you know what right. I mean? Plus like consumers I, get real weary, right? About their money and, and they're much more conservative during times like this. So to your point, are they going to, and if they're training from home, are they really going to buy those pre-workouts and those other ancillary products, you know, test boosters and things like that? Or are they just going to buy maybe their basics, you know, their proteins and things like that? So, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. you're going to get, you know, there's a there's a changeover, I think, in terms of like the categories that people are buying. Obviously, there's going to be, at least in the short term, very much focus on like general health and right, right, immune health. Right. And like yep. those things are going to replace like things that they should have already been doing, like the, yeah. the protocols, the, right, the things they right. should have been doing. But like it's going to replace the, the, the need for the things that you don't use all that often. But I think that like net net, if you if you consider all vitamins, minerals, everything like that, this is a good time for for that industry. Yeah, vitamins, absolutely. minerals, supplements as absolutely. a whole. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because, you know, global health pandemic, like obviously it, it, it helps but there's certain like parts of the industry as a whole that are, are not going to benefit no, in the short no, term and this is uniquely why i wanted to specifically talk to you rich about this kind of situation because i think that with you you know dealing with international distributors and, and kind of being you know, part of that uh, linkage in the chain, like that part is um, a lot more complex, I think, because there's so many different right. countries and regions and they're right. getting hit at different times. And then there's supply chain things that are going on with, with people right. that in the U.S. In the, in the sense that you're dealing with. So for people that might not know about uh, you or about Sportica, um, Give a little bit about uh, that just so they can get a quick synopsis. And then maybe you can share a little bit around like what you've seen from the effect on your business with uh, COVID-19. Sure. Um, we've been around 28 years, Sportica, and our focus has always been on exporting product. So um, we would buy uh, a U.S. sport nutrition brand. Um, go to a country, find the distributor or the importer and set up distribution there. Um, back when we started, there was no internet. We were doing faxes and FedEx and things of that nature. So networking and trade shows were the way to go. Um, our business really took off when the internet hit um, because it was very, you know, a lot easier to, to communicate with a lot of the customers. So um, we've grown uh, up until about five years ago when we noticed um, that the internet was actually starting to hurt the international business. You know, you had some of the discount um, places opening up overseas and there was no, you know, the price integrity started to, to go down. So, um, yeah, so it's been a, a changing landscape for, for Sportica in general. Um, we were already looking at uh, other 
uh, revenue streams um, outside of just buying and selling sport nutrition. We were already doing some projects, obviously, in market manufacturing, some consulting, um, private label things. We tried to speed those uh, projects up. Um, we had one come to fruition, the, uh, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but the Forge Stop program, which we worked on and launched that. So we, we, we had some um, other sources of revenue. Unfortunately, though, some of those sources of revenue were still affected by COVID. So for example, manufacturing and market. Manufacturing and market, um, a lot of the manufacturers are shut down on lockdown and they were not considered essential in other countries like the US has enjoyed. Um, so that was, you know, that was sort of our angle. And, um, you know, we didn't want to to panic. You know, there's that saying when you can't control things that are going on around you, control how you react to them. So we yeah. wanted to keep the employees, um, you know, motivated and we didn't want to, you know, scare them by any means. So we were pretty transparent with what was going on. And they see firsthand, obviously, because they're talking to the customers and the brokers and stuff around the world. So um, they knew. And so what we did was we looked at um, each department and kind of looked at what we would need to keep the business running in each department. And could it be done on a part time basis? So um, we ended up furloughing to part time five employees. Um, and the good piece is the state of Connecticut, and I don't know if other states are doing this, but the state of Connecticut Department of Labor put in a work share program. And basically what they do is they fund the employee for whatever hours they get cut back. So if I cut somebody from 40 hours to 20 hours, the state of Connecticut is bumping to some, uh, some percentage back up to almost the 40 hours that the employee was getting. So that's a home run. And they're not increasing the employer's um, tax rate, unemployment tax rate. So that's a good thing. Um, and that remains in, in place as long as you keep that employee employed. You know, they're obviously trying to keep people's jobs. So we were able to do that with, uh, like I said, five employees. Um, and we're all, you know, we're, we're working remotely. Um, obviously, you know, you, you try to cut back on overhead where you can. Um, fortunately or unfortunately, travel budgets have been <laughs> totally relieved. So um, that's helped a little bit. Um, outside of that, we're just really uh, attacking the distributors or the customers that sell online, you know, and those are the ones that we see are still ordering. Um, we really haven't seen too many of the importers and distributors order the typical orders. And when they have, they are much smaller. So, you know, a lot of unknown globally, obviously. Uh, we talked about the, the strength of the U.S. dollar being at an all-time high in some of the biggest markets like Australia, in Europe, um, Mexico, Brazil. Um, so you, we essentially have the perfect storm going on here in, in the global sport nutrition industry, if you think about it. Everything from, you know, starting with the raw materials, right? Even the bottles, obviously, that come out of China. Yeah. Um, you've got the... Um, slow down in the ports. Apparently, a lot of these customs and, and people that work at the ports globally are not reporting to work. They don't want to get, they can, but a lot, of, a lot of them are choosing to stay home. So we've had a container stuck in India now for three weeks in customs. So they are that behind already just clearing products. So, and customers know that. So they don't want their goods sitting in port for three to four weeks. That's money tied up. 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have uh, what I call the perfect storm. Um, you, we basically have everything working against us and we have to fight hard. Um, so we we have to cut expenses and run as lean as we can. You know, use the time now for really connecting with the customers on a personal level. You know, I tell my my people, you know, now's probably not the time to start blasting them with new product lines and new products. But, you know, a call or a Skype call to say, hello, how's your family? You know, how are things in that country? You know, that's the conversations you want to be wrapped, wrapping your head around right now with these customers. And they appreciate it. a lot of them, as you know, are longtime friends. Um, so it, it's, it's very interesting. And I think it means a lot to them. Um, of course, you, you'll generally lead into some form of business talk or discussion. But for the most part, they all seem pretty focused on just getting through this thing with, in, you know, with their health, so to speak. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think right now you have everybody going through a similar situation. Obviously, there's different levels to what people are experiencing based around, you know, what type of business they're in or in categories they sell, countries right. they live in, right. you know. But I think that right now, far and away, it's not necessarily the time to acquire customers in the in most right. cases. It's right. more of like you can... Um, you can lose a bunch of customers though, based around your behavioral patterns right now. Right. I think a lot right. of people, um, they need to think more towards like retention, um, right. and exactly. kind of the silver lining, kind of what you're saying about, you know, you, you do have the opportunity to, you know, kind of slow down a little bit, not necessarily, you know, obviously your brain's going a, mi a million miles an hour trying to figure out like, you know, how do we hedge out of here? How do we right. move and focus on this? How do we, you know, you know, how do we make different revenue streams work for our business? Right. But right. you also have that, um, the day-to-day -day, like sales cycle that's slowing down that like takes you out of the weeds a little bit that like gets you into a place of like, okay, let me focus on maybe some strategic things and then, or right. maybe let's focus on like rebuilding or, or strengthening some of these relationships exactly. with the customers because exactly. To, to your point, I mean, you guys have been in business now for for over two decades, and you know you don't you're not in business that long unless you have really strong relationships. Right. I don't think anybody thinks that when we're out of this, everything goes to zero. It's gonna right. you know it's gonna slow down, but I think that the people that have the strongest relationships, the strongest like community they've built, and that could be like you know a consumer brand, or that could right. be you know right. on your side a B two B business. Like right. those are going to be the ones that seem to come out of this quicker because you have so much goodwill and equity right. and in trust. that relationship. Yeah. Interesting, like silver lining, like out of all this is like, like actually getting back to like relationships, exactly. like human relationships, exactly. you know? Well, one of the things I've told people is that this is a perfect time to rekindle those relationships that may have gone away over 20 years. And, you know, businesses globally, obviously come and go, but there's always a number of clients or customers that may be drifted away from us. And it's a perfect time to reach out to them and say, number one, how are you? How are things there? And, you know, that leads into, hey, you know, um, what are you doing? Are you still in business? Are you still importing? You know, things like that. So it's a perfect time to do that type of stuff, to your point. Strengthen the relationship piece, which is so important globally. Um, so that's another thing we're focusing on is, is you know, trying to reconnect with some of those people uh, that we know from around the globe. So, and you know, to your point, after this is hopefully gone, then, you know, you may have rekindled a new customer or a, you know, uh, a relationship again. So that's, that's super important. I guess the sports supplements um, seem to be 
you know, obviously kind of at a standstill from a lot of the international markets, but have you seen some of your existing relationships start to ask for things like, like a different co- product categories, maybe like um, things that they normally wouldn't ask for just because they're not able to get it in their country? Right. Well, you know, the first thing that comes to mind, obviously, is is we did have a customer purchase um, like 50,000 bottles of vitamin C from us. You know, that was a couple of weeks ago, and they've since filled another order for that. But um, most of them are, yeah, as you know, our, our lines of distribution are really sport nutrition, right? So they generally, for somebody to, to um, ask about an immunity product, and some of the brands do have them, right? Um, but the stores globally generally aren't the types of stores that people go into looking for those things, right? They're going in for their whey proteins and, and their pre-workouts. And, oh, yes, there might be an immunity product or a, you know antioxidant type of product on the shelf. Um, so we, we haven't had too many people at all ask us for, you know, uh, any of those types of products, which you would think um, we thought we'd get a, an influx of people asking for those Um but we didn't. I think domestically, obviously, they have. You know, we've we've seen a lot of companies come out with products just for this time. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, globally, we haven't seen the demand. Um, you know, from the exported product. Now, I hear that the domestic brands in these countries are doing phenomenal, obviously, with things like vitamin C, and you know, because it's obviously a lot less expensive there. Um, there's no duties, there's no time to, you know, to, uh, travel time. So, uh, they're doing real well there with, with that type of product. So, yeah. So to answer your question, we really haven't seen too many requests outside of, of the, um, you know, of the, of this specific category. Um, couple guys asked for hand sanitizer, obviously, but, um, nothing in great quantities. Um, We'll sell anything, you know, if there's an opportunity to do that. And and that's kind of where I was thinking was that, you know, in-country was going to probably fill most of that demand because it was yeah. just the price points. But I didn't know if maybe outside distributor or, you know, distributors from another country was like, hey, can you go and get me, you know, a brand that's known for these types of things? Because right. I think that that's where... Um, people kind of forget like a lot of these U.S. brands, why they're so popular in these countries is because they've built up a reputation for, you know, their hero skews. So people want the, you know, the C4s or they want this or they want that. But like they don't necessarily if if, if one of their like, you know, Z skews, the ones that never yeah. sell that they should have gotten rid of a long time ago. Like consumers aren't necessarily like, oh, you got to go right. get me that. But there right. are obviously in our in our space in the U.S. Like there's brands that are the top dogs in every category. And I didn't know right. if somebody was like, hey, can you go and get me, you know, this greens product or hey, can right. you go get me right. this immune product or, you know, from a different you know brand that you guys don't even deal with just because they know like if somebody's going to be able to get a relationship built quickly, it's probably going to be somebody like you. Right. It was it was interesting, but the one company that actually approached us about pushing their products like that was Twin Lab, hmm. and they came up with a three ingredient you know package. So it was a bottle, I think, of vitamin C, a bottle of echinacea, and maybe a multivitamin. And they packaged it and they gave us a special price on it, and we sent it out to all of our customers, but virtually none bid on it. And I think it was because kind of late to the party, right? Yeah. You know, the imports were slowing down, the dollar had strengthened already, and those types of products are readily available already in market from most of the domestic brands. So um, that's why I think we didn't see that that big push uh, globally. So, you know, with the exception of a few few people. 
are you seeing certain countries or regions that seem to be performing better or I guess on the flip side worse? Like, is it all depending on how the virus is, is kind of like yeah. flushed yeah. out? If they're kind of well, past the point, then they're doing okay. If they're, they're midstream, they're going to be struggling. Right. Uh, to be honest with you, I haven't seen a market come back at all in the sense of um, we just received an order from GNC Mexico today. It was, you know, a quarter of the normal size that it is. And they literally just went on lockdown as well for a month. I think it was last week. So, you know, they're ordering product, which is great, but it's it's very, very minimal amounts of product. Um, yeah, there's no one area or one country. Believe it or not, I think some of the uh, markets around Asia, we've gotten a few orders from because to your point, I think they think it has passed. Um, so we have gotten some orders, but again, not the size that we typically get. I think that's going to take a, a long time for those to come back. You know, consumer, uh, you know, confidence and, and demand is going to take a while. Um, I do think, you know, the markets, you know, that were strong come back quicker. The Australia's, New Zealand's and Europe. I think those will be the ones that come back quicker. Um, but again, to your point, it really is going to depend on you know, how this virus spreads and what kind of lockdowns there are and what type of everything, raw material shortages and things of that nature. So um, like you said, we're kind of in midstream. So to date, I couldn't tell you, I would have to think, you know, just because of the progression of it, uh, maybe in Europe might be one of the, the first ones to start coming back. Because I think, well, with the exception of some countries, they've they've reached that peak and are at least on the way down. But it's anybody's guess. Yeah, I figured it was going to be something around the kind of the peak of the virus um, because I know a lot of consumer brands in the U.S., not necessarily um, sports nutrition, but more like maybe footwear, apparel. Um, they've been looking at China, you know, specifically uh, like a Nike or an Adidas and, and saying like, OK, they are coming out of this. We're, we're able to open up some stores. You know, there's right, some different right. kind of things in there. But this is how. Um, the market has reacted based on that. And then they're trying to figure out, okay, how do we pinpoint that in the US to try to like catch the wave when it right. when it kind of goes right. through? Right. I think the other thing that is kind of the the point to kind of remember is is like how penetrated on the digital side these countries are. Cause obviously, right. you know, you have some countries and regions that they don't they're still very analog, very That's right. brick and mortar, very That's right. much that way of this is and then you have other ones, specifically, you know, in Asia and things that are very much online, very much, you know, right. e commerce where like right. those products could still, you know, in a way could be uh still sold. It's just maybe it's similar to what we're seeing in the US where like there's certain product categories that are selling better than some right. of the sports ones because, you know, some of the, the issues you're having with no gyms and, and things of that nature. But I think that um, those are the two areas that I was kind of thinking about on my side, just of like how quick some of those countries or regions would come online. Right. Um, because on the on the opposite side, you're seeing some countries that are just starting to get hit by the right. coronavirus. Right. And then that's right. like, you know, how many weeks or, or months do we have to worry right. about that right. Right. before that kind of comes online? We, we talked off camera before we started this around like India specifically like just that's just kind of starting to to come yeah. yep. and you know it'll be interesting to see how that progresses because of just the population and, and like right. you know how that all works but for our case it's a it's a big sports nutrition uh, market and then it's right. also a big supply chain space for us not exactly. China but it's you know exactly. it's up there it has a lot of right. those things uh, that people love like an ashwagandha are you 
trying to kind of pinpoint or like put, I don't know if you put like a map together, but like something that says like, okay, here we're at, like paying attention to every kind of country or region saying, here we are at this point, you know, and then like hypothetically try to model it out for two weeks before you think it's going to come back online. We are, you know, rather than doing that, actually, it's it's more really talking to the distributors because they're the boots on the ground, right? They know what the consumers are thinking. So we're kind of leaving it up to the distributors to tell us, you know, okay, guys, you know, the lockdowns are over with and uh, gyms are reopened and stores are reopened. Um, I think the winners, the first winners, I believe, are going to be anybody that's in e-com. So, for example, the, uh, the big website in Sweden you know, they service the whole Nordics, right? So once one of those countries, let's say, starts to uh, come back and re- uh, loosen up some of the, the regulations, um, or even if they open up gyms, there's probably going to be some holes to fill for brands and products, and they can get them online and delivered right to their house. So I believe those are the, the, the uh, first sort of comebacks, if you want to call it that, in the industry that you're going to see before the distributors, the the regular importers and distributors come back. And again, really talking to them is the most important piece and finding out from them what's going on in market, you know, because again, it's 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 midstream and it's anybody's guess. So the best intel is right from the right from the horse's mouth. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm sure, you know, those relationships you built over for, you know, decades, years, um, they're going to tell you how it really is over right, uh, right, what the, you know, maybe right. the state media says, exactly, or the, you know, exactly. that, because that's always been the case of a lot of these countries. You're, you're looking at it and you're going, it just doesn't make sense. But if you don't have really those information sources that are actually on the, uh, on the ground, you, right. you, you can't really kind of flush it out and see well, what's really. Russia was a uh, perfect example of that. I was talking to um one of the owners of a big brand there, and he owns a manufacturing facility in Moscow. And this was probably well over a month ago before Russia. I don't know if you remember, it was like Russia was the only country at one point where there were virtually no cases. And everybody thought that they were sort of, you know, you know, Putin had them not, you know, releasing information to the media. And when I talked to that gentleman, he said, Rich, I'm on lockdown. My facility is closed and consumers are not buying. And his manufacturing facility was not producing. And this was, like I said, quite a bit before we started to even hear about it in Russia. So to your point, you know, what we hear, state media, whatever, you know, hearing it from the distributors, it's it's much more, um, you know, plausible. Right. So, yeah. that's what we're going to depend on. That's what we're going to depend on. Yeah, it's it's been interesting. You know, I haven't really dug into like a lot of the intel about how some of these analysts start to think about um, international markets and how they could tell like little swings of right, like output, right. like where they're looking at um, like coal production or like coal usage, like and that has to do with the amount of electricity and how much of tra- right. you know, like like they start to look at these little things where they're looking at little pieces of satellite imageries and things that we have now. You could see containers <laughs> yeah, moving yeah. around. You could see That's right. like there's That's right. all these things that like. Like, you know, you, you see what the state media says um, and you're like, OK, right. well, that maybe that makes sense. Maybe it doesn't. But then you start to dig into like some of the real like stuff that they can't really trick all that well. And you're yeah. like the movement patterns of people and things are not moving at the level of right. like what right. the, the the information they're giving you. And that's like something that I've at least for me, I've I've learned over these couple of weeks is like some of these different ways to dig into information that people are, are doing. And I'm like, wow, this is 
this is a another tool in my tool belt. I'm like, this is great. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I never even thought to like do so many things because I've never really, you never really had to. But now you're right. like, right. Well, you're, you're trying to see if you can pull the the BS out of you know the information. But right. um, to end this conversation around some of the U.S. brands, because obviously you have relationships with both sides. You have yep. Yep. you know the international distributors, and you're selling the U.S. products. Now you you still have the relationships with the U.S. brands and and everything. What um what have you been seeing on that side? Have you been seeing them try to get creative to try to keep the markets um you know interested, yeah. or have they just kind of been focusing on things that are right in front of their face? I think you know the, the first reaction that we saw was was a good one in the sense of they were coming at us with specials. You know they saw the exchange rates you know going through the roof, and um, they understood that, so they came to us with you know, uh, some very, very aggressive discounts to try to keep some momentum going in market, right? However, you know, because of the lockdowns and, and other things in those markets, it didn't really, didn't, didn't take off the way that they thought it would. You know, unfortunately, I've talked to a lot of manufacturers and brands who have also had to let people go and furlough people. So um, it's going to be interesting. I think obviously the American brands will come back in America, um, you know, much quicker. If I'm a brand, I am, you know, going all in, obviously, on social media, specifically, I think, TikTok. Um, I think during times like this where people have extra time, you know, it's it's and I know everybody says TikToks for these teenage girls, but it's definitely going to be for business. There's no question about it. And like myself, I have some downtime at home. What did I do? My daughters are on TikTok. I downloaded TikTok and I'm starting to look at the the videos and it seems to be all pimple popping. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's headed towards business, obviously. And I think. I think, you know, staying relevant, number one, right, on social media, but then even, you know, where's the one place that you can basically advertise as much as you want for free is digitally. Yeah. So if I'm them, I'm doing that. And that obviously does transfer over to um, international as well, which is good. So um, I think I think I would be working on certainly um, anybody who has launched an immunity product or has an immunity product. Um, I would strengthen, you know, uh, the marketing on that because, as you know, a lot of these sport nutrition brands that we have, you know, they were never known for that. However, there's been some brands who've come out with some fantastic products I've seen where it's going to stay. It'll stay in their stable because um, I think long after this is gone, people are going to have a new appreciation for their immune system. Right. So I think that category of product is going to stay and strengthen. Um, so I think brands should be should be looking at that and strengthening those. Um, probably want to come out, in my opinion, either, I'm not sure if it's a new product or a new flavor, but something that maybe gets consumers excited again, right? Let's bring that, we, there was, there was a level of excitement, um, you know, kind of building over the last year, I think would, with some of the big brands, you know, the ghosts and the red cons and whatnot. And, you know, I think, I think it, obviously that got squashed a little bit with all of this going on. So, you know, if the industry is going to come and come back stronger, I think the consumers want to see maybe something new. You know, what, what were they doing in the downtime? Were they formulating yeah. this thing behind the scenes? Were they testing new form, new flavors? And, you know, I think that that could get some more interest back, uh, you know, consumer wise. So, yeah. And and again, same thing with the uh, the international piece. I think, you know, if we come out with a new or, or able to present a new flavor or new formula, um, you know, again, maybe add some some new talking piece, right? Rather than just, hey, we're back open for business. Let's go. You know, so 
yeah, it's yeah. going to be interesting. Going to be interesting. I think um, you know, again, staying relevant. I think you know, most of the brands I've talked to, you know, have said, "Listen, 2020 is going to be a bust for us." You know, and it's not. It's not going to be about you know profits. And I think they're right. I think it's going to be more about staying relevant, so that when it does come back, they're stronger than ever. Um, and I think it's the um, some of those, you know, smaller to mid-level brands might have a better advantage in that case where they're doing the social media and whatnot and, you know, connecting direct with those consumers. So, um, yeah, going to be very interesting to see how this comes back and how quick it comes back. Yeah, I definitely think, I mean, what I've been preaching to people is like, this is not the time to go dark. This is the time right. to keep the story going. That's right. Now, you have to look at the risk profile differently today like than you did right. Right. before this. So, like, maybe you don't take those big swings, but you can continuously come out with things um, that make sense, but you have to kind of right. put it through a different lens. Like it's a matter of, you know, is it a, would we like to have this or do we, we have to have this? Like if we have to have this, like you, you push forward. And I know right. Right. this has kind of changed over the last couple of weeks, but I know like um, the first probably six weeks or so of the, of COVID-19 from my client profile, like a lot of them were, pushing forward and or launching new products um, into this, you know, kind of downturn right, or whatever. Right. And um, most of those product categories and things were probably ones that um, ended up fitting pretty well because they were more like food items or right, things right, that right. Uh, were more like general health and wellness things that weren't necessarily some like big launch on um, like something that was non-protein added or right, something right. like that. So like they ended up working out pretty well, but I know like the conversations recently have been towards, okay, maybe it's better for us to um, focus on things that we know have a lower risk profile during this time to keep the conversation going over. Right, let's take right. a big swing on something that we know is like right, a lot right. of uncertainty could cause this to be you know negative for us because in our space, there's not a lot of, um, Companies that have strong balance sheets. I, I don't know if that's like, I don't, I don't know if a lot yeah, of people. I, I, yeah, I think I agree with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think that that's like, yeah. hey, like when I have those conversations with people, first off, it's a, it's this kind of white look to them. Like, what, yeah, are, you, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, what are you mentioning? Uh, but <laughs> I think now people are starting to hear those words a lot. They're starting to mm -hmm. hear things around like, you know, stress testing or yeah, um, yeah. balance, you know, how strong is your balance sheet? How, what's your liquidity yeah. levels? What's your, yeah. like things that you, you Cash as a business flow. owner, yeah. like a lot yeah. of times, yeah. you know, you work, you worry about like, Hey, what, how's my marketing doing? How's my, right. my, right. uh, my cost of acquisition on that side. They're worried about those yeah. uh, analytics or those metrics, but not the, you know, the old school, um, accounting operational, like dirty right. stuff that people right. don't like to, to think about. And you made the comment about, um, like, you know, if the owner has some extra time or anybody should be trying to learn, you know, maybe some uh, social media or learning these things. But like I've even said, yeah, there's Skillshare or mm -hmm. some of these other companies that are putting out like free premium content, like go and take like an entrepreneurial accounting right. class, like these things that like you've maybe had in your tool belt a long time ago, or maybe it was something that you thought, ah, you know, my accountant pays attention to this. Yeah, right. Whatever. I don't but, worry like, about that. But they don't. They don't. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not worried about like how to take advantage of the assets on your balance sheet to like right. make your right. make your business work for you. They're just trying right. to like, you know, make sure your taxes are put together right or make right. sure you're, you know, right. whatever. So it's it's uh, interesting that like a lot of that um, stuff has, has started to come back to become a little bit maybe more sexy, uh, which is it's not sexy, but it right. Know, right. Right. seems to be. It's kind of being now all of a sudden. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people are looking at things like that, to your point, with the risk. 
you know, how much working capital do you have and, you know, how quickly that can go. To your point, if you launch a new product and you, you know, you're stocking thousands of bottles of it and it's just sitting there, you know. Um, so maybe to your point, it's something, you know, a little bit less risky, whether it's, uh, like I said, we said, a new flavor of something or uh, something along that nature. Not maybe go like, you know, maybe behind the scenes, now's the time to be uh, working on a new special project, right? But you you get it ready to go so that when the market comes back and everything's flowing, your distribution, boom, you're ready to pull the trigger. You're not sitting there saying, okay, uh, everything's back. Let's formulate a new product. Let's go now. No, no, do it now, right? Do it now. Yeah. Have the portfolio ready. When the market comes back, whenever that is, three months, six months, whatever, boom, you're ready to go. You know, in the meantime, you know, if you come out with that new flavor or new size, like to your point, with less risk, hey, I would I would go for it. You know, it's a new skew. Yeah. It's a new it's something new from the brand. Right. All right, Rich. Well, let you go. Obviously, you got a bunch of things working on your end. I appreciate yeah. your time that you gave uh, me and all anytime. the information. I mean, anytime. it's uh, it's the the side of the industry that needed to be covered. And I knew that uh, if there was one guy that could cover it comprehensively, it was you. So I appreciate, appreciate the information that. that you gave. And um, if anybody wants to uh, follow you or, or the business, um, how do they get a hold of you? Um, right on Facebook or uh, LinkedIn, uh, right under Richard K. White Jr. or Sportica, either one. Um, they can get me on there. So, yeah. And then. These days, I, I've been getting hit quite often, actually. So it's it, and it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice. Yeah. You know, I love, you know, one of the things I think, you know, during these downtimes and, and whatnot, you know, the the one thing that you can feel good about is is actually helping people. Right. Whether whatever it is, helping people. And I like it when a business owner will message me. I don't know anything about the gentleman or the person or the company. And they'll say, what do you think of this? And then they take my advice. So so I welcome that. That's uh, that means a lot, especially during these days. Right. Yeah, no, I think that's great. And, and I would say any business owner that doesn't know Rich and, and is interested in working with him at any time, I would say definitely this is time to reach out and get to know him because as his point, I mean, he's he's here to help. He's not going to be one of those people that are trying to uh, you know sell you or anything or right. anything like that. Right. I think it's this right. is the time where um, everybody's just trying to collaborate and, and try Absolutely. to share ideas and right. hopefully, right. you know, when we're, we could, we can all compete when the, when the uh, playing field is, is back to flat and we, we exactly. can compete, you know, but right now it's, it's time for us all to just try to make sure we can keep the game going. We're I think. a team. It's, it's us versus the rest, right? It's not now brand against brand. It's the U S brands and we're all a team. Yeah. We're yeah. competitors, but guess what? We're all a team. 